0: Everybody, good evening everybody. Hey everybody, how are Hello. you? It's Jeff Kelman, of Solid K9 Training and the wonderful Joel. And we're here for other What Would Jeff Do? Wednesday night, had a great uh, Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show this morning. Don't forget every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday um, on Facebook and on YouTube is the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. And every Tuesday and Thursday, thursday, every Tuesday and thursday it is exclusively available for folks that sign up for our Instagram subscriber list and as well as our Patreon channel. And that is a more Q and A. So we're doing, what does that make? Six podcasts a week. If you're not part of our Instagram subscriber list, let's see, today you would have missed some behind the scenes footage. You would have missed the tour of Angelo's new room down here in Florida and um, this weekend, we'll be doing another Q&A live, just for subscribers only, on Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, go to our Instagram page, and right on the front page, it says subscribers. Click on that, join. If you're part of Patreon, go to our Patreon page, we'll put up the link, and join that, because that has also Zoom rooms with a Q&A, and also you get 20% off all of your consults and all of your courses. And speaking of courses, we've got... Um, our number one course. And I'm gonna right here. Good. Down. Good. Tucker here? Good job. Down. Turn around and come back towards us. Tucker here! That's my boy. Talk to him a great awfully leash Here? They're probably they're listening on the podcast a little promo of um a dog that we trained up. Didn't even know its name in eleven days. Hey, Angelo, can you put the takeaway box in the fridge, please? Mm. Um for the and then um we dog didn't even know its name, and we just followed the green to graduate course. We actually created the green to graduate course using this dog, filming it, you know, right right there, right there. And um we trained them to be off leash trained under voice control in 11 days. And, um, I think it's really, really, um, important to realize that it 11 days for us, big deal. We're dog trainers, but I feel really strongly that your average family that puts in an hour a day can do that with their dog in about a month. And most people struggle for years with, you know, with, with their dogs. All right. So, um, we talk about um, correcting unwanted behaviors on the show a lot. Mm-hmm. I think most people are struggling right now more than ever on correcting unwanted behaviors. And so we use the word apply a punisher, punishment. Um, that's not abuse. It's been hijacked. There is a lot of misinformation going on about there. And if you want to hear more about it more intensely, tune into my morning show because that's when I go on a lot of my rants about how we're being hijacked by um the news media even in dog training along with everything else in your life so um if you want to know how to train a dog we'll start talking about markers and eh, we talk about markers and correcting dogs but we talk about you know reward markers clicker training food training um you know positive reinforcement training but that's not what this show tends to to be because people are not asking those questions most people are struggling with how do you stop things we also have some great courses and we have free videos on how to train obedience commands, which any decent dog trainer worth their salt should be able to do. So we have something called Top Chat, which is in um, YouTube. And in YouTube, you can do Top Chat. It's right in your chat box. and It's a dollar sign, and your question goes to the top of the queue. We read it. You're guaranteed to get the question read and answered. Some people just like to throw us extra cash um, just for being who we are. And then don't forget, Thursday, which is tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, is Angelo's podcast. So Angelo does a podcast on um, mythology and fun facts. So, Joelle, let's get right into it.
1: Okay. <clears throat> Sid. Hey, Sid. Hey, Sid. Good evening, Joelle and Jeff. Lucky you in warm Florida. Wind chills today. Feels like 10 to 20s. Oh, my God. Yeah, I
0: think it was in the 80s today. I got, a, got a, little bit of, again, a little bit of a tan sitting out there. Oh, a little bit. Pri-
1: you look fried. Pre-
0: primo, primo sun. Got some primo sun out there.
1: Can you tell my dog to knock it off?
0: Dog, knock it off.
1: chewing is nuts.
0: Um, next.
1: Uh, Aki said hi. Hey Aki, how are you? Hello, Jackie. <clears throat> My voice is so raspy right now. Long question with backstory. Uh,
0: We don't need a backstory. Here we
1: go.
0: Jackie. I
1: have been raising an intact female dog since 10 weeks old. We've done a lot of exposure since puppyhood, going to breweries, restaurants, Home Depot, often still. Awesome. Awesome. My goal is to raise a friendly, confident, obedient dog. Yes. I also own a severely dog-reactive dog who requires management, and he actually is friends with the puppy now. Brought me to tears the first time I saw them play. But I call that dog a liability. I want my new dog to be excellent, bomb-proof. I don't know where the rest is. It was too long, Jackie. So give us the rest of it in a second comment.
0: Well, let's go back a little bit. <clears throat> the If your dog is reactive but not aggressive, it's not that much of a liability you don't just have to always manage it. You can actually eliminate it. You actually can eliminate, extinguish, not exist anymore, leash reactivity. We do it every day. We do it every day. Mm-hmm. So we have a course on it, on leash reactivity, how to, how to get rid of leash reactivity. So my question would be, what you know, maybe not for this, but we offer one-on-ones as well, but I would encourage you to get the leash reactivity course. Actually, if you want to get the bundle of the green to graduate and the leash reactivity courses, um, it would go for both dogs. It would go for both dogs. As far as the other dog is concerned, um, you always want to make sure though in your arsenal, you know how to stop unwanted behaviors. You can do everything right. Training, training, all your wanted behaviors in the world your dog could owe 50 commands your dog could be well socialized your dog could have decent manners but your dog could still bite people they can still get into dog fights they can still jump up on people they can still counter surf they can still get in the trash He can still bark out the front window so you need to know how to train wanted and extinguish unwanted it's so, so, so important. Next.
1: Sam, my dogs seem to be more focused after a downstay near me for hours instead of after exercise when they're more ramped up. Does that seem weird to you?
0: Say that one more time.
1: The dogs are more focused after they've been doing a downstay for a while versus after exercise.
0: Well, I mean, exercise is important. Don't get me wrong. Every dog should be exercised, every dog should eat, every dog should be let outside to go to the bathroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Downstay, though, it's you're getting the dog it's 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 think about this the dog actually has to focus on doing a downstay. it's like it takes work to do that because a lot of their impulses might be to break command but they can't break command because they probably know there's a consequence for breaking command as there should be um so a lot of times when you have your dog in training mode that it's important that you um that you that you put your dog in um that state of mind which starts happening organically so makes sense to me makes sense to me next
1: aki asking for a friend who's in sweden they can't listen because of time zones what should i do to train bulletproof default leave it outdoors and in the kitchen when i cannot use e-collar or prong cannot bonk while outside all forms of punishment are basically illegal here
0: well they're not illegal they're frowned upon they're frowned upon
1: um, no, I'm pretty sure they're, like, illegal, right?
0: Well, tools might be illegal, but a squirt bottle is not illegal.
1: Right, right. All right? A, a towel is not illegal. A penny can
0: is not illegal. Mm-hmm. A, 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 there are ways to, you know, you, you could also hide the remote collar under a bandana. I do have clients virtually in Sweden. But what you do is you start in the house. You can bonk in the house. See, a punisher... Doesn't have to be a e-cower or prong cower. It just has to be something intolerable to the dog. You can scruff the dog as when it's a puppy. It might be too late for that now. You can give a very firm leash pop. You could do a heel tap. You could use a bonker, a penny can, a squirt bottle. There's many, many things you can do to find the thing that your dog doesn't like. What you could also do is start getting everybody together who is struggling, which is probably in the hundreds of thousands and squashing all of your woke activists in your country that are, are call that are passing these laws under the guise of animal protection. When it's actually not, they're actually killing dogs. They're killing dogs and they're making families lives miserable. So you can actually start speaking up. Start speaking up, get on your soapbox and speak up and yell and scream or else more of your rights will be taken away. And that is what this is. You have had your rights stripped away of how you want to train your dog. And it's under the guise of the, they, it's under the guise of they care about the dogs and they don't care about the dogs. They care about the control. All these things that are, that are past are about controlling humans that's what they're all about. So just keep that in mind. It can be overturned. It can, it can be. And um, you can bonk a dog in the privacy of your own home. You can use a remote collar in the privacy of your own home. You can use a prong collar in the privacy of your own home. So you set your dog up to make mistakes so you can teach it a powerful no. You can teach it a powerful no. Next.
1: Constance, Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Did a deep dive in the past podcast and heard you talking about the universal sign of no for a deaf dog. Could you show me what that is now that I can see you live?
0: You can make up any sign you want to. <clears throat> so you you make up the sign that you want to. We
1: usually go like this.
0: But like- it's, I don't know if it's the I might have said universal snow. But there's other you can make up any sign. Like if I went this, this to a dog, know. yeah. If I went this to a dog, they wouldn't know it meant yes. If I went this to a dog, they would know, meant no. Dogs don't speak English. Dogs don't speak hand language. A dog doesn't know what a clicker is. A dog doesn't know what a shock collar is. I can make a clicker my marker for no. Not on a deaf dog because it can't hear it. But on a hearing dog, I could. I can make a make a clicker a no marker. I can make a clicker a negative if I wanted to. Oh, no, no, it's for positive reinforcement food training. Th- th- most people do that, us included, but I could make it for something else. I can make the word no mean yes, the word yes mean no. I can make the word broccoli mean yes, and pizza mean no. So do- like do- we have clean slates here. We have clean slates. So you can do any command you want to. Any sign. You know, any sign you want to. Take off your hat.
1: Give it one of these.
0: Go like this. Anything you want. Next.
1: Jackie. Okay, here's the second part. We do a lot of neutrality work, but I do have people ask to meet her. And I say yes, but ask them to let her approach them first. Mm -hmm. She usually goes and sits nicely for pets. I have corrected jumping. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a great interaction for my dog. And sometimes I see her curious, but also nervous with the -the over-the-head pets. Because sometimes it's just the interaction making her nervous. The question, should I be putting on the brakes with these encounters and stick to neutrality instead?
0: Well... And all the time. All the time. I mean, it's up to you. But if you're nervous, then you shouldn't be doing it with other people involved. So now it's your, you're, 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 you're possibly like, is your dog going to harm those other people? But, or you, what you can do is you can proof it. You bring your dog, you get a clicker, and you, Bring, take, bring your dog, and you put your dog into a sit, and you start doing all kinds of hand motions slowly around the dog, clicking and giving food, clicking and giving food. And then you, like, do tons of overhead pets, overhead pets, overhead pets. But most people, that's why I don't let people pet my dogs. Why? Most people don't know how to properly pet a dog, greet a dog, interact with a dog. Mm-hmm. They do everything wrong. So I like being neutral. Next.
1: Jackie, we use prong and e-collar. My reactive dog does nip other dogs. Thanks for the tips.
0: Say that one more time.
1: This is also Jackie, same person. She said, we do use prong and e-collar. My reactive dog does nip other dogs. Thanks for okay. the tips. Okay,
0: so for your reactive dog, by biting, that's a whole different protocol. And we can stop that as well. That can be stopped. So when the dog nips another dog, what do you do? What do you do? How high is the consequence? Are you saying no first and how high is the consequence? So answer that and I'll be able to help you. But also you might want to do a one-on-one if you want that. If you want that eliminated, which will create a heck of a lot less stress in your life. Next.
1: Benjamin, how do you prevent the dog becoming collar aware on the e-collar on his best behavior with it on? Right. When it's off, he knows he can get away with more.
0: Most people, well, number one, your dog should know what yes and no means. And the word no should send a send a a fear of god into your dog pretty much um most people don't use remote collars long enough or um teach your dogs enough on them or they only put them on selectively when the dog is not behaving but for the for six months straight have you had a knee collar on your dog every day From the time it wakes up to the time it goes to bed, rotating it every three or four hours so you don't get pressure sores, they don't burn, um, and then worked your dog extensively. Have you put your dog under total, gotten your dog under total voice control? Have you taken your dog through the steps of priming CS, NCS, and and correction? Or um, have you not fully trained the dog with an actual remote collar training system, which there is. There is one. Next.
1: Aki said, "Yeah, because the funny thing is, policemen can use the tools, and you can still buy and use invisible fences. Right? It makes no sense. So the
0: reason why that happened because in Sweden, as well as in um, parts of Australia, and then parts of uh, the UK, underground fences. What they did was they their lobbyists got in under the guise of it protects livestock." by having an underground fence. Now, underground fencing is probably 10 times higher than shock collars. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to shock your dog to contain it to the yard, which is a punitive-based training system. But you can't use a shock collar if your dog is actually chasing some livestock. That you're not allowed to do. But as a farmer, of owner of livestock you can shoot the dog it's an interesting where how much of a foothold that these dog um, uh, 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 fanatics and activists under the guise of love will go without actually using their logical brain next
1: Megan I just had an argument with a positive only trainer
0: Megan stop right Stop having arguments with positive only trainers. Over
1: dogs jumping on owners. Right. I said, it's an easy fix. Say no. Apply a punishment in an e-collar or prong is easier yep. for most in that situation. Yep. He said, I'm a lazy, ignorant trainer and should never use an yep. e-collar with clients. Blah, blah, Instead, blah. I should teach the owners how to tell when the dog is giving cues to jump. Right. And tell them to give a firm verbal no and ignore the dog. Right. I mean, am I wrong for suggesting an e-collar to clients? It's nope. It helped everyone I've suggested it to. No.
0: Please. Please understand that this human being, and I don't want to know who it is.
1: You should never argue with those
0: people. Is ignorant. They are ignorant. They actually don't know how to stop jumping. I I will, I will, I will, at any time of, any time I will deliver, not deliver, but I've got 90 pound dogs, 100 pound dogs that will jump on them and could care less about their no- and ignore them. It, when did the ignoring happen? This is a see. This is the outright, blatant lies that they try to to bamboozle you with.
1: Bamboozled.
0: This person is absolutely one hundred percent wrong, and that is a fact, not an opinion. It doesn't work. Ignore the dog. Ignore the jumping dog. Stupidest cut and paste advice that gets passed around and that's what it is it is cut and paste advice but it doesn't work in the real world it sounds good it sounds look for the signs yep (laughs) we do that too
1: they jump so quick like
0: and then we apply a punisher but no with no consequence doesn't mean anything raise of hands how many people out there had a curfew your parents threatened a consequence. You broke the curfew. Your parents didn't apply the consequence, and you kept breaking the curfew. How many, of you, how many of you out there, parents told you not to drink and not to do drugs? You still did. They caught you. They didn't deliver a consequence that made you change, and you continued your behavior. Show of hands. How many of you did? How many of you are still cheating on your spouses? How many more times is your spouse going to give you? Hint to spouse. Stop giving them so many fucking times and kick them the fuck out of the house. Oh, boy. But it's like you. it doesn't work that way. Number one, you don't get into discussions, conversations with positive trainers because they don't know how to have a rational discussion. They know how to pull out cut-and-paste illogical arguments without any withstanding to the real world. Next.
1: Constance, I thought maybe all dog trainers do the same sign, like the hand signal for sit. Thanks for clearing that up.
0: The only, all, the only thing that all dog trainers do is argue with each other.
1: Next. Constance also said, I also heard you say to get rid of bells on the door for potty training. Can you explain why you were against those? I
0: didn't. I don't know if I've said get rid of them. I might have. It's possible that I haven't, The last 20 years, 13 years doing podcasts and radio shows, I might have. But I'm not a fan of them. That's all. I I definitely have said I'm not a fan of them. That I know I definitely have said. I will take my dog out when, like, put it this way. Our dogs don't piss and shit in our house. And we don't have bells. We don't.
1: I think the only reason why we have ever said no to them is because then you have a dog who just rings the bell. Just to go outside. And then even, sits there. And then they don't even have to go out. Right. They're just like, oh, ringing the bell gets me outside. Right,
0: right. But I am not against bells. Now, if you're getting a dog to ring the bell and then sit outside but not actually piss, you better know how to stop that.
1: Or they're doing it just to get treats. Because, oh, when I go outside, right. I, like my sister's dog right. he gives her a treat every time she comes in. Now she'll go outside, run right back in, and wave her treat. Right. It's like...
0: Right. So be careful what you train. <laughs> yeah. So instead, what we do is we're like, let's see. I let dogs out at 5 or 6 in the morning. I bring them back in. No, I'm sorry. They stay outside. They eat. They exercise after that go for a bike ride they usually go to the bathroom on the bike ride or whatever we they pee we have off leash dogs our dogs are always off leash they'll pee in the front yard they'll pee in the backyard sometimes they poop um you know on the on the on the bike ride which is a next thing you know there's no dog next to you and you got to turn around and you got to circle back around and you got to clean up shit but that's all part of it next
1: uh craig i'm new to the prong collar when should i take it off i've been taking it off when not training mm-hmm. but when it's not on i need it
0: well you probably want to move to a remote collar so a prong collar only is good first of all okay they don't, i think
1: craig just bought green to graduate i right. think he's very new so to our world right
0: so it's in a green to graduate so you don't use you don't want a prong collar on historically in the crate because you get caught on the bars you don't need a prong collar on in the backyard when the dog is running around because you can get caught on something. You don't want a prong collar on a dog when the dogs are playing with other dogs because they get caught on a lot of different things. Historically, you shouldn't have any collar on a dog when they're playing because, or in the backyard because you get caught on fencing, but that's a different conversation. If you need the dog, if you need the, do- the prong cow on the dog, my if the, dog, if the collar is not on the dog and you need it on the dog, my question to you is, why is the dog not under voice control or in a command or responsible yet enough to be out of command and make the right choice? Therefore, what I'm saying is don't give your dog so much freedom unless you can actually have it under voice control. So that's where the prong collar and the leash drag in the house works. That's where following our green to graduate protocols work. And then you have a dog now that will listen to you and then you swap and then you layer the remote collar over it. So, but without a leash attached to it, the prong collar has no, you know, remember prong collar is just a conversation item for the dog. It's a way to communicate. Next.
1: Uh, Yankee woman, Kim. Hey, Hey, I'm glad to see things are going well for you all. We are in the midst of having tornadoes and really bad storms coming through looking for prayers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, Geesh we're Ken. praying for you. Yeah. Texas, Texas just got slammed with some tornadoes, too. Crazy.
1: Yep. Uh, be safe. Julia, so if a dog has been rehabbed for dog human aggression, should it then be worked above threshold? An example, introduced to new people with extensive supervision tools, or is it more about coexistence?
0: Um, number one, I'm a big fan of coexistence. I'm not interested in my dog having people friends. And my dogs are safe. Joel's dogs are safe. My dogs actually can be petted by anybody. But I'm not interested in my dogs having human friends. They don't need it. They got me. They got Angelo. They got Joelle. But meanwhile, they're friendly. For instance, our neighbors. Our neighbors come over the house and um, my dog's if they're outside or inside, are friendly with them. We're building an addition on the house today. We had yesterday. We had six workers over here: electrician, gutter person, general contractor, uh, his assistant. I think there's three people from the electrical company. Dogs got along with all of them. We have friendly dogs, but you absolutely want to work your dog over a threshold because you want to see if you're, how your dog does over threshold. A lot of this is another thing, another popular slogan. Don't work your dog over a threshold. Mm. And I'm like, do you think Mother Nature cares about that? Has anybody ever actually watched a document? I'm not insulting any of you guys, but my thing is, this is a general question. Mm. Have you not watched a documentary on National Geographic of gazelles and predators? Gazelles and predators. These are simple concepts to watch. So, if you take the slowest gazelle and a halfway decent lion, that gazelle is dead. And that lion has a full stomach. It's called Mother Nature. And it doesn't care about all this bullshit that's going on, all this woke bullshit that's going on. Dogs, even though we've domesticated them, (laughs) there still is something in them that is appropriate for National Geographic because they are animals. If you've ever seen your chihuahua or rat terrier do like any 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 barn hunts and kill actually predators. If you've ever seen any of your larger breed dogs kill moles, it's like you realize that your family dog is actually a predator. So we have to be careful with that, with human aggression. With human aggression, the ethical thing is to have your dog exist. That's the ethical thing. What a lot of people want to do is they want to prove so much that their dog is rehabbed and friendly mm-hmm. and they've got a good dog, yep. that they want to prove to the world that their dog, it will get along with people, My, that which is based on their ego. My ego is this. I can't wait until you die of natural causes. I'm not wishing you for death. But that's how I want you to die, of natural causes, not being put down because you bit somebody. Next.
1: L is for Living says, what advice do you have for a puppy with coprophagia?
0: That's a uh, a vet question.
1: No, it's poop eating.
0: Right. A vet question, though, for... Um, Medical first, which it historically is not, but get it checked out anyway. So the eating of shit is a huge issue. But the reason why I say that because it's a puppy, like if it's a defined, yeah, if true. if it's if it's a defined puppy, meaning like young, it could
1: be check like it for mineral wor- but
0: check it for worms at a minimum. That's usually why not dogs eat shit. They eat shit because they eat shit. That's just the way it is. Why do dogs eat shit? Because they do. Like that's just the way it is. You know, why does a tree fall? Because it does. Um, well, gravity. Um, but but still.
1: Yeah, what diet is um, on but, so but many factors?
0: Depending on how old it is, if it's 14, 16 weeks old and up, everyone uses puppy as sort of a loose term, but we use it as like definitely young, 16 weeks young. and below. You can use a remote collar and make it suck um, to eat shit. If it's a young puppy, keep it on a leash. And if it goes to eat shit, give it a leash pop or bonk it.
1: Next. Lori, good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Do you correct a growl or do you address the reason behind the growl? I refuse to argue my perspective, but curious on your opinion.
0: Well, my question is, what is the reason behind the growl? Right? Do we know? A lot of times we think we know. Like the dog is growling. And let's say a dog is not growling, someone approaches it, the dog is um, starts to growl. So then we can say, well, let's not have people approach the dog. But how about if the dog growls at the sight of a person, at the sight of a dog, 20 feet away, 30 feet away, just walking by the house? So now we've got a dog growling, just walking by the house. So do we tell people not to walk by our house? Or do we correct the growling?
1: Yeah, definitely context. So
0: there are contexts when a growl is acceptable. A growl is important information. Somebody walking by your house minding your business is not important information, though. So that would be corrected. No apply your punisher to stop it. If a if your dog is sitting next to you and somebody approaches you and like they get down and they want to like get in the dog's face and the dog growls. Okay. Well, all depends on have you addressed it before.
1: She added this in more context. She said, example, pup approaches adults, dog growls. Pup is part of the pack. Never human growl.
0: So the pup that I leave alone, mm-hmm. that I leave alone because I want that puppy to learn as long as the adult dog is a good puppy raiser and knows how to give a proper correction to the dog. If the the puppy, if the puppy backs off. So if the puppy doesn't respond to the growl and the puppy keeps approaching and the dog growls some more and the puppy doesn't pick up on it, we've got a choice. Do we wait to see what the dog will do, which could be fair, but it also could be harsh or do we correct? I don't know how much history this dog has with puppies. A good puppy raiser of a dog will always give a fair correction, which is usually a quick snap bite. And that should be enough for the dog to go running away. Some dogs take it too far, though. I don't know your dog. That's the thing. Next. Next.
1: Jackie, I would go all the way up on the e collar to correct the biting. It usually sets him straight in group class settings. He's improved greatly, but definitely not eliminated. Off leash dogs, he does bite. I can usually keep him in a sit and I move forward to defend him, but sometimes they still make it to my dog. I don't correct him in those moments. Those dogs deserve a nip.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a whole huge thing I might even talk about on tomorrow's podcast with um, off leash dogs rushing. You know, off leash dogs. We, we, We put up videos once in a while. Keep in mind, 20 years, 10,000 dogs around the world staff, usually staffed with just three, two or three trainers uh, per shift every day. And then we've got um, kennel staff every day. Dogs get walked in public in our facility. Every, Every day there's off leash dogs, which that's fine. Our dogs are off leash. It's not the point of whether you're off leash or you're on leash. It's the point that you're either in control or out of control. Many dogs that are on leash drag their owners down the street. They break free from the leash. They go nuts. They go crazy. They redirect on their owners because they're so frustrated and worked up. So it's more about a control issue. Because a lot of people comment on one video that I've got with our two dogs um, biking, running next to the bicycle, and Angela being chased by a Chihuahua. And, I, and the first people are like, in fact, I just answered this response just now, a little bit snarky. Um, well your dogs are off leash and I'm like you're absolutely correct my two working line high drive dogs are running next to the bicycle in full command in perfect stride ignoring a small chihuahua going after us and my son is not far away on the bike this dog could bite my son and this dog could get Tied up in the tires, and my son could fall and hurt himself. I don't care that that dog was off leash. I care that that dog was chasing us. That's all I care about. And it's ironic how people like to have that argument. It's like, hmm, and it's from a female. I'm not anti female. Hashtag me too. But let's remember this. Why are you blaming me with my dogs and my, you're not blaming my son, but my son is being chased and you don't seem to be concerned about that, but you want to pretty much, you're not attacking me, but you're pretty much saying, well, your dogs are off leash. So that makes that whole scenario correct it's my fault. I'm at the wrong. Always. I'm, I'm wrong. So the way you dress, you were wrong? Or do you have the right to walk down the street? See the similarities there? So it's always, I can repeat that story thousands of times. And it's interesting. And all my female people that I know female dog owners, female trainers will always tell you stories of angry females throwing the C word and the B word at them on walks because mm-hmm. they are not allowed to pep the dog or because their dog is out of control, but the females that I know, dogs, are in control, but they're out-of-control dog because they can't approach their in-control dog they're being called the B word and the C word. They're being verbally harassed and verbally threatened. The irony is incredible, but God forbid that something, if those roles were reversed in a male, female situation. Next.
1: Uh, Constance, what is a double down? Is that where the dog is down first on its stomach and then lays flat on its side for the second down, hence the term double down?
0: Not necessarily on its side. I mean, I wouldn't call this side, I would call that, you can call it anything you want to. You can call it a double down if you want to, but it's more about the dog's head. Like, so usually downs are like this, but then a true down is like heads on, heads on the pavement. Next.
1: Jackie said, all dog trainers argue with each other. Fact.
0: Yep, Yep, they sure do.
1: Megan, haha, yeah, I was naughty teen because I had zero consequences. But, yeah, I had commented trying to help someone who asked about jumping. All the advice was awful, but I'm like, maybe I'm missing something special. No,
0: you're not. You're in the wrong group.
1: Yeah, it's called you have common sense.
0: You're in the wrong group. I would encourage you to get out of that group, Mm -hmm. and I would encourage you to stop giving advice. And you'll never, ever, ever, ever see me comment in another. First of all, I'm not a part of any other groups. I only give advice on my page. It's the only place I give advice is on my page. And the only people and people putting false advice on my page, I delete. And a lot of people are like, oh, you don't want to have a discussion. I'm like, I'm more than happy to have a discussion. I just don't let lies on my page. Sorry, sorry. My page is not home to fairy dust and unicorns. My page is home to reality. And if you put false things on my page, it gets deleted. If you call me a name, I block you and delete you. If you threaten me, I block you and delete you. These are, these are simple, simple concepts living in a civilized society. Number one, Facebook is free. Number two, it's a dictatorship. Your page is a dictatorship and you get to decide the rules. And yeah, if you only want to have your point of view on there, that's your right to have. It's your page. Everybody else can have their page with their point of view. But most people are not open to having a discussion. Nope. They're not open to having discussion. Everybody wants to win, but... When you've been doing this as long as me, there are a lot of ways to do things differently than we do. I absolutely know that, but there are also many ways that are just completely, blatantly, unethically wrong. That I won't stand for. Next.
1: Yazuka, Hi, Jeff and Joelle. I asked some questions last week. My reactive dog actually got a lot better. Mm. His reactivity is not fixed yet, but he can pass, watch other dogs at a closer distance.
0: Huge, huge. So what you need to do is keep it up. Check on your timing. Make sure your no and your application of your punisher is the very first signs of loading. Start setting your dog up into more situations. Look for changing of breathing. Look for changing of body posture. Utilize that remote collar. Think about going high for small infractions. It might seem like overkill, but it's not. That's how we rehab. Next.
1: Constance, a lady was having trouble with kennel training, and she said she used a flat box on the crate, and you said flat box is good for lots of things. What is a flat box? All I could picture was a cardboard box.
0: What is a flat box?
1: She said she heard it on our podcast in 2019. She's, like, deep in the rabbit A flat box? In a crate.
0: The only thing I know is in our kennel, which are deep, they're four foot deep. If you have some dogs that hide in the back and they won't come out, we put another crate in. I don't think we would use a box, but I'm sure we have at some oh, yeah, point.
1: Before.
0: But because they'll destroy boxes it. Or whatever. We, and it and it moves the dog up. I know in some dogs that pee and poo in the crates. We sometimes put a lower them down and put them in a smaller crate so they actually can't stand up flat box. so they have to lie down.
1: I feel like, when, when would we ever use that term? I'm not quite
0: sure if I've, the only thing I've ever used flat box, I think i might've ordered a flat white drink before from Starbucks.
1: Oh, I used to love that. That was like my go-to
0: but, drink. But I'm really, I am really baffled here. I don't know if I've ever used the term flat box when it comes to dog training. I mean, when we get deliveries in, we have to flatten the boxes before we put them in the recycling bin. I'm not quite sure. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Oh,
1: maybe underneath the kennel? If a kennel's, like, wobbly or, like— If, it's,
0: if a kennel's wobbly, we'll put—not a flat box. We'll actually put, like—you can put a brick. You can put a—one um, a, a, um one of those uh, a mini Bosu ball.
1: Sometimes we put—like, when we had the puppy at our house, we put a flat cardboard box under his kennel just in case he had, like, accidents—
0: We'll also use like towels though in in blankets and stuff underneath their kennels. Sometimes we just wash them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Constance also said I was deep into 2019 material. I learned a lot about both of your past. You guys are some cool and fascinating people with such interesting backgrounds. Thank you for still sharing great stuff today.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's funny because there's a lot of folks that only know me as this, this, this dog training thing is podcast, Jeff. Is, is a per- small percentage of my life. I actually have other interests in life. And I think that a lot of people forget that those people do. I was listening to a great podcast um, this morning. I Yesterday I put up the podcast. I was listening to it 2, two to 5 in the morning. And um, I think one thing that would help a lot of people that like to argue – with someone else and to start teaching people some empathy as they have to realize that there are people out there that have got actual lives other than the ones that they know about. They've got families and they've got hobbies and they might have some sicknesses and they might have some sicknesses in their families and they've got parents and those parents might be ill and they've got siblings and they've got um, all kinds of different things going on in their life. And, then there's all these people that have got just so much anger about so many things. And I'm passionate as fuck about a lot of things, but I also have a humongous, you know, side to empathy. I have no tolerance for stupidity. Um, but I've got a huge tolerance for a huge amount of empathy, but yeah, my, I've done a lot of things in my 56 years. Next.
1: Lori, spot on Jeff. You never see a pack of coyotes. Go visit another pack. Personally. I don't like strangers in our bubble.
0: Yeah, I mean, not just coyotes, but a lot of animals. Um, I mean, in the wild, they're killed. I mean, they're just—they're just—they're just killed. That they'll kill the babies. They'll kill. I mean, just again, National Geographic. Um, I, I, I just think that I'm not—I am not against socializing your dog. Do not get me wrong, but you don't need to, especially ones that struggle with it. You don't need to. I think a lot of people do it for human. I don't want to quite say selfish, but there's some pride there, or there's some, but this way, your ego is destroyed if it doesn't work. Um, so to me, it's just like, can I keep my dog safe? And I, I would say that almost 100% of the activities that I do with my dog either involves Joelle or my dog. Or what, if I would have right now, I'm down to one dog. Unfortunately, I lost three last year due to either old age or sickness. Um, um, but but like, I only care about my pack. Next.
1: See, hi, I'm housebreaking a seven-month-old puppy. How would you structure her day in terms of periods in and out of the crate? I want to minimize accidents in the house.
0: So seven months old, obviously, we all know the dog should be housebroken. As far as structured, I don't know what your lifestyle is. You can just keep a spreadsheet. You can monitor its food and you monitor its water. Check to make sure there's not a UTI. And then also check to make sure that there's nothing. Get a poop, a fecal sample done to make sure you got the piss and the poop all cleared. Um, and then you want to monitor your food and your water. Make sure you're not overfeeding your dog. Many, many people do. Um, we've had dogs that have taken up to six or seven shits a day at our training center. And I'm like, like one shit's enough, you know. Um, so uh, Keep a schedule. Keep a routine. Go to the same potty spot. Go out the same door. Do you start getting that dog, you know, caught up on that routine. Next,
1: Lori. Uh, thank you. It's about behavior, body language, and appropriate corrections or warning. She asked about like what are your thoughts on the growl, and you answered that was so. She said, Thank oh, you. oh, okay. Craig, my eighteen-month-old bull is snapping at people when they come near him, whilst on his lead. Should I use the e-collar to correct this? Thank you.
0: Well, it's th- that is going to be one of the communication tools that you can use, but it's way bigger than that. It's way bigger than that. There are. There are protocols that you need to put in place, which are too lengthy to discuss on this podcast. That's why we offer one-on-ones. So uh, on that note, we offer one-on-one online consults. We offer something called Green to Graduate Done With You, and we offer something called the Inner Circle. These are coaching programs, and they're all available on the Academy, which Joelle has put up a couple of times, and I'm sure she'll put up a couple more times. Sure. So we've got the Inner Circle, re- it, there's a full description of everything, right? Mm -hmm. So there's the inner circle. So it's on the link, inner circle, green to graduate done with you. And then online consults. And I would encourage people. We, we have rehabbed aggression remotely through all these things. We have fully off these trained dogs through all these things. And obviously we have made everybody's lives better through all of these things. So I'd highly encourage people to, um, to delve into what we, what we offer. Also, we're going to be, we're going to be doing a live training program with a actual board and train dog over the course of the week. Joel will be announcing the pre-sale on that. And you'll little be logging in, say, at I don't know, two o'clock or three o'clock or something for an hour long session. It will be recorded. If you purchase it, you will own it.
1: But that's like, we're not putting it up for sale. Like you yeah. have to be there for the live event and that's it. Right.
0: Yeah. It's not going to be turned into it's a course. It's not going to be into a course. Right. It's so going to be
1: a live event.
0: With questions.
1: With questions. Yes. you watch it every single day for five days, seven days, however long we make it. Yep. And then it's done.
0: And then it's done. It's over it's with. Over. And we're probably gonna start that. Um,
1: probably in February. In no, fe- January. No, ja- February. We'll
0: see. We've got a dog coming in in January. We've got a dog coming in February. Mm-hmm. And on that note, if you are um, if you are in the Florida within 300 miles or farther, we just had somebody come down from Virginia. I mean, we're down here in Bradenton, Florida. So if you want your dog bored and trained even with behavior mod um you can go to our contact form on our website fill it out i will call you and we will discuss about what it is what is available what resources available we have for you here obviously we have a new england facility as well but we're um we're going to be doing a couple of different new projects down here in florida next
1: um let's see david smith hey guys been missing your lives lately glad i caught you i hope you're both great hey david
0: David, how are you? Yeah, you haven't been on for quite some while. Forever. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was wondering why Joel and I were getting along so well. Yeah. Yep. Now tonight's going to be hell.
1: Jackie, thank you so much for your patience and answering my two long questions. Great information. And Jeff's mindset with his personal dogs was inspiring and moving me in the best direction. I'll move toward neutrality and less being friends with people, but still friendly.
0: Yeah. I mean, th- these are lifestyle. Th- thanks for the compliments, by the way. These are lifestyle choices. These are just lifestyle choices. I just want to be the most important thing in my dog's life. I mean, here's a great example. I mean, this is a ridiculous great example. And it's in a way, it's like it's technically a frustrating example. <laughs> Joel, who we live together, has Wes and I have got text now. We're both down to one dog. And Joel was like, and Wes is right over to my right here. He's just on a dog bed as he is whenever he's inside. And he's not tired. I mean, he's just hanging out he's a malinois he's a high drive dog it's like pick up a chucket ball. he's like at two in the morning he's like i'm on 30 minutes sleep and drunk as a skunk and i'll play Chucket. you know um, i'm not i've been sober for 30 years but i don't his habits we're working on them um, so um i don't know where he's getting the alcohol from because there's no alcohol in this house but um maybe angelo's got someone under his bed i don't know he's 10 that's when i started um, um i was 12 um so anyway Joel's like, I'm gonna take Wes for a quick walk. I'm like, oh, can you just and I was working on social media? Can you take out Tex? She's like, Tex, let's go, Tex, let's go. And he looks at me and he's like, I'm not going. I'm not, I'm I'm staying here. I'm like, no, you're actually going. You're going. And he actually didn't end up going. And it's just like he listens to Joel, but my presence overpowered that. Which in this particular moment I'm sort of okay with. If it was something else, like like life saving, I'm not. You know, I would be whoa. Oh, we have to. We have to fix that today. Um, so um, I think that like I like. I don't like the fact that Tex doesn't listen to other people because he does. He listens to Joel all the time except for this moment tonight. He listens to Angelo. Both are not um, like that though. when when we travel. Yeah, when we travel, he listens to our pet sitter. Um, you know. Uh, so anyway,
1: Lori said bingo. You are correct. Michael, in the second scenario, she was rude trying to sneak kick the dog. It had no chance of touching her dog.
0: Well, Michael, this is the thing: um, was she trying to sneak kick the dog, or was she trying to be proactive in preventing that dog from going at the dog and grabbing it in its in its ass? We do not go around booting dogs. We do not go around looking for trouble keep in mind that we walk hundreds of miles a week with dogs we have hundreds if not thousands of dogs over the course of 20 years rush us and try to attack us on leash and off leash we have dogs um this halloween there was a great gain in a harness being held back by a person that we were afraid was gonna be, first of all, this dog should not have been out in public. And Wes was walking politely by um, the dog, as well as, I don't know, 150 kids and 100 adults. It's not that she tried to sneak, kick the dog. When you have been attacked by off-leash dogs, I've been mauled before. My staff has been bitten before. Our personal dogs have been hospitalized before. We will go to great lengths to protect the dogs that are our, in our care and control. And we have had dogs on a leash, sneak attack
1: mm-hmm.
0: from behind yep. our dogs many, many many times it's a common mo
1: just because it's on a leash does not mean it's under control right
0: so our trainer who is walking on the side of the road that they were supposed to with a dog on the opposite side of her giving the other dog space that dog came at her we are not going to take it for granted that the owner is going to have control because history seems to be the other way where the dog ends up Up our dog's ass. In fact, we just showed a video of a go-home session Mm
1: -hmm.
0: on Sunday that you can see with that scenario. With
1: a dog literally up our dog's ass. Literally,
0: its nose was up our dog's ass attached to a leash that started from six feet away. But owners tend to be pulled. So our trainers are not out looking for trouble. They're not out looking for conflict. They don't want to have conflict but they are prepared to keep our dogs safe. And when we walked by a dog in that situation, that trainer has had many dogs lunge at her and make contact with her leg. She can see out of the corner of her her eye that dog making movement. How much movement? We don't know. Better safe than sorry. Ironically, not one dog in any of those videos had contact made with them, not one. So again, are we advocating for the out-of-control dog, the untrained dog, or the skilled handler with the in-control dog? That schnauzer, watch the intake of that schnauzer. Watch the intake of that schnauzer. You wouldn't want to be around that dog, but in that video you would. That's the power of training. Next.
1: Constance, I'll see if I can find the exact date of the podcast about the flat box. I just heard it about an hour ago.
0: I won't listen to it, Constance, though. <laughs> I won't listen to it. I won't. I believe you. We
1: I be- believe you. I believe
0: you. I believe you heard it.
1: Jeff says a lot of weird shit on his podcast. Okay, I
0: believe you. All right? Except for when it comes to COVID, and that's all fact. Next.
1: David said maybe a flattened box for walking on. I've used that. Many dogs hate cardboard.
0: We absolutely in our puppy room mm-hmm. have all different surfaces and i can i can see that usually crate and box don't match because the destruct, the potential for destruction is pretty high so but again i believe i believe if that's what you heard i believe you mm-hmm. Next,
1: oh hi i'm one of those that have an eight-year-old female that took a 15-week-old puppy correction too far I can blame my hubs for not supervising when the attack happened. Food was part of it. Uma. She's on e collar
0: Yeah. So um, I have not had a good puppy raiser since Uma. Uma comes up in my memories, my 12 and 13-year-old memories. Uma died. Angelo, mm-hmm. did you know Uma? I have one memory of her that lasts, like, one second long. I was really young
1: when she
0: died. Yeah. You weren't dead, you weren't, no, yeah. We were in, um, she's probably been dead now for uh, six years, seven years maybe. And uh, she was the the, the 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 one of very few dogs I've had that were good puppy raisers. They were very, very fair. The thir- the The Friday, the week before she died, she helped with raising of a bunch uh, a litter of labs, um, teaching them how to behave around bigger dogs, and she helped rehab three dogs in Texas. This all happened in Texas on a farm. She worked with three dog-aggressive dogs and a litter of uh, puppies, and then she died the following week. And there's a great picture of her um, with these puppies trailing from behind her. Next,
1: David. I agree with what you said. There are different ways to teach correctly, in my opinion, and tons of shit ways. I tell clients I didn't invent this shit, but you hired me, so we're doing it my way. LOL. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. There's some pretty ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous things. I think a lot of things are taken out of context. Sometimes, you know, the the, the downfall of this show is um, the downfall of this show is that we give you a soundbite of a very long process of a very long process. That's why we made courses. So it wouldn't be just a soundbite and you would get the thing. But when we say we like correct a dog, say at a hundred for barking out the front window, 86,400 seconds in a day, that correction lasted three seconds. The rest of the day we did two hours of, you know, reward-based training. We proof the dog. We, we did public access training with the dog. We exercised the dog. We fed the dog. We did free time with the dog. The dog, like, hung out and laid in the sun. But those three seconds are focused on, so that's the assumption that that's how we train the dog, and it's the farthest thing from it. Next.
1: David Smith. I agree. I already read that. Sorry. Constance. All the numbers are labeled the same during that time. It was the end of August, early September.
0: I, I, again, I, I I, it could be a sound. Someone, someone mentioned there about a sound box, but that's for the remote caller. But again, I don't know. Again, again, Constance, I believe you. It doesn't matter anymore. I, I'm sorry. I just, I just don't. Yeah.
1: L says, "From what I'm learning, is to watch for signs of loading and correct."
0: Bingo, 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 bingo. And that's why when you see videos of me bonking dogs, it looks like they're doing nothing. But that's because the people are not in the room or if they are in the room, because I always do it publicly, um, like I do it in, in my seminars, that they're not seeing the signs. But the owners always see the signs, usually. They're like, oh, yeah, my dog does that all the time. And then it attacks. Bingo. Loading, no, correct. It's the best time to apply your Punisher is at the loading stage. Next.
1: David, can I tell I missed you guys? I'm yammering on in posts.
0: I thought you just smoked a bunch of pot, David.
1: (laughs) We missed you too, David. Skylar, my dog rips up my carpet while we are sleeping. She's kenneled and trying to break out at night as well. I've caught her a few times and bonked her. What am I supposed to do when I was asleep? So,
0: um, what you can do is get a baby monitor and have the sound up. So the sound will probably wake you up. Have a remote collar on the dog. The dog should be in the down position in the crate. Anything but that warrants a correction. Next.
1: Um, Let's see. Yuzuka, I wanted to train my dog not to be reactive toward visitors. If I train him not to be reactive towards visitors, is it going to help him with dog reactivity? And how should I train him?
0: So with visitors, so someone comes to your door, knocks on your front door, your dog goes nuts. No high-level correction you make it suck, right? Proceed it with the word no. Your no needs to have value. Now, we just stopped your dog from an unwanted behavior, marked with no. Dog reactivity, dog loads, no, apply a punisher. Find other things that the dog is, you know, working the dog above threshold, Teach them what's correct, what's not correct. So it all it all goes together. It all goes together. Next,
1: I posted so many links. Sid, thanks to you in the feed store, a couple both tried individually touching my male GSD. Mm-hmm. I said twice, "No touch, please." They gave me an upset look, and I gave no explanation. Yeah. My dog, I want him to ignore shit.
0: Yeah. So the reason why they gave you an upset look.
1: Don't you love that?
0: It's not because this is what's people. It's really important that folks study human behavior. Um, When you tell like, like I mentioned before, when I went on my whole ramble about me too and stuff. And if anybody took offense to that, like, I, I understand why. And it wasn't sexist at all. It's like, talk to enough females out there and you will, you will hear the most vile 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 i mean probably the most dangerous thing i heard was one of my female um followers who is a trainer had her ribs broken by a 70 year old woman because she didn't like the way that she was walking her dog she was walking her dog minding her own business this woman tried to rip off the training equipment And which would have made the dog run loose. And she tried to stop her. And the 70 year old woman punched her in her ribs and she had her keys in it. And you know, those hard little sticks that if someone's attacking you, you hold it and you like go right for their eyes. Well, that went right into her ribs. She actually broke her ribs. What would make a 70 year old woman attack somebody around a dog? When you say no to somebody, wants to pet your dog you have to ask yourself you just ask yourself do they care about you No. do they actually care about the dog no they don't oh sure they do they want to pet the dog no they don't care about the dog they care about their happiness they want the quick fix they want the dopamine rush they want to be happy Now we can go even farther deep into it, that there might be something missing in their life that they're not happy about, but we won't even go there. We're not going to shrink these people. So when you tell no to them, you are taking away something from them, but it never belonged to them, but they feel like you are taking it away. (laughs) That's why they call you the C and the B word. Think about this. Next. 7.03.
1: 703. We'll do one more. One more. Mark Hi Jeff and Joelle. is there a preferred prong size for a 75 pound lab without with about an 18 inch neck two two five or three millimeter?
0: Well, ironically we like Joel and I train without prongs, believe it or not um, we train the dog on the prong because the owner's probably going to need it for leverage but a three millimeter prong is fine and there's one more question someone just I can answer quick someone asked, do we do board and train sound in Florida? Yes we do. And if you go to our contact form on our website, fill it out. I'll give you a call. And for folks that have more questions, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show, it's it's streaming live. You can have access at, if you're a Patreon member and if you are an um, Instagram subscriber. Instagram subscribers are $4.99 and you see um, two extra podcasts. You see Q&A lives. You will see... Um, um, Oh, Q&As, you will see behind the scenes stuff. You'll see a lot more content than the public sees for $4.99 a month. It's easy to subscribe to. It's $4.99, about a cup of coffee a month, but you see it all month long. And then somebody asked about this live training that we're doing, and it will not be for sale. We don't know how much it's going to be, though, but we want to make it affordable. Mm -hmm. So it's probably going to be priced under $200, but it's a week-long thing, and you, you will learn a lot you will learn a lot. Yeah. And and you will own. You will own these videos.
1: Yeah, you whoever attends will get the replays, but it will not be on the academy to just buy it anytime. Right. So it's like when we open that window for sale, it's done. You buy it and that's it. Yep. We might only do one of these yep. this year like and a re- live e And The class. reason why
0: we're doing it yeah. is because we want to start helping people with troubleshooting more. Yes. Because we're going to show you Dogs making mistakes. We
1: don't even know this dog that we're using. We're going to just train it on the fly. You guys are going to see what we do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yep. It won't be set up. We're just going to go like, okay, let's see how it goes. I mean, we know how to train dogs, but it's like, we don't know what's going to happen. We we still don't know what's going to happen. Like we, we can envision what we're going to work on each day, but you're going to see the dog not respond the proper way. You'll see how we troubleshoot it. You'll see how we work it through. You will literally behind the curtain. Behind yeah. the curtain. It's going to be awesome. Yep. No editing. I'm really excited. Actually. No editing whatsoever.
1: It's going to be solely e-collar. Right. We're not going to get into prong. Probably not going to get too much into leash work. It's going to be like your jump start to learning how to use a remote collar. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. All right, guys. We've got to get going. Um, yeah. Joelle probably wants to watch a Christmas movie tonight. So. I was
1: actually just thinking that. I, I
0: know you were. That's why I mentioned it we're like connected like that. Yep. I th- actually knew you what we wanted to watch a Christmas. <laughs> I really did. I said I bet she wants to watch a Christmas movie tonight. I do. I know I can tell. Um guys I care about you and I love you. If you don't like my delivery listen to the message. And um if I turned you off welcome to the club and I'm sure I'll see you again though. All right. Because no matter what, I care about you. All right. Take care guys.
1: Good night. Bye.